In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, welcome on this first Sunday of Advent, Year B. The readings this Sunday offer us a diagnosis of our spiritual ill health and the ills of our society, the contradiction within us and how those could be resolved. In the first reading, we see human wretchedness in action. The prophet Isaiah tells us that we have become like unclean people. All our good deeds are polluted rages. Our guilt carries us away like the wind. But along with wretchedness, the second reading also describes our greatness. St. Paul speaks about the grace given us by Jesus Christ. He has enriched us with discourse, with knowledge, with spiritual gifts. So, we find ourselves stretched between extremes, wretchedness and glory, misery and magnificence. But what should we do? Two things. First, recognize that the very fact we know our wretchedness shows our greatness. The second thing is what Jesus tells us in today's gospel. Be watchful, be alert, because God can come for us at any time. In our death, at the final judgment at the end of the world, in everything he has created, in every person, in every interpersonal encounter. Jesus alone can resolve our inner contradictions. In Jesus, God has humbled himself to lift us up. He wants us during this season of Advent to use those gifts to lift him up and to lift up others. He wants us to help those who carry heavy burdens. Friends, as we begin the season of Advent, we ask for the grace to stay alert and watchful. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. You, Lord, yourself are our Father. Our Redeemer is your ancient name. Why, Lord, leave us to stray from your ways and harden our hearts against fearing you? Return for the sake of your servants, the tribes of your inheritance. Oh, that you would tear the heavens open and come down, at your presence the mountains would melt. No ear has heard, no eye has seen any God, but you act like this for those who trust him. You guide those who act with integrity and keep your ways in mind. You were angry when we were sinners. We had long been rebels against you. We were all like men, unclean. All that integrity of ours 
like filthy clothing. We have all withered like leaves, and our sins blew us away like the wind. No one invoked your name or roused himself to catch hold of you, but you hid your face from us and gave us up to the power of our sins. And yet, Lord, you are our Father. We the clay, you the potter. We are all the work of your hand. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved. O shepherd of Israel, hear us. Shine forth from your cherubim throne. O Lord, rouse up your might. O Lord, come to our help. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. God of hosts, ten again we implore. Look down from heaven and see. Visit this vine and protect it, the vine your right hand has planted. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. May your hand be on the man you have chosen, the man you have given your strength, and we shall never forsake you again. Give us life that we may call upon your name. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on, on, on us and we shall be saved. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ send you grace and peace. I never stop thanking God for all the graces you've received through Jesus Christ. I thank him that you have been enriched in so many ways, especially in your teachers and preachers. The witness to Christ has indeed been strong among you, so that you will not be without any of the gifts of the Spirit while you are waiting for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. And he will keep you steady and without blame until the last day, the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, because God, by calling you, has joined you to his Son, Jesus Christ and God is faithful. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Let us see, O Lord, your mercy and give us your saving help. Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. 
Glory be to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Be on your guard. Stay awake, because you never know when the time will come. It is like a man travelling abroad. He has gone from home and left his servants in charge, each with his own task. And he has told the doorkeeper to stay awake. So stay awake, because you do not know when the master of the house is coming. Evening, midnight, cockcrow, dawn. If he comes unexpectedly, he must not find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dear friends in Christ, as we begin the season of Advent, a season when we prepare for the coming of the Messiah at the great feast of Christmas, Jesus warns us to prepare ourselves because he might come suddenly, unexpectedly. A story, a true story, is told of a man named Foster Walker in Memphis, Tennessee, in the US of A which exemplifies preparation. Now, Daniel had accidentally strode into a store during a robbery. The gunman pointed his pistol at Walker and ordered him to hand over his cash. Walker responded, Go ahead, shoot me. I just got through reading my Bible and I've already said my prayers. The robber was so dumbfounded and Walker, a man in his 60s, walked away scot-free. Dear friends, I have to admit, for definite, that that would not have been the course of action I would have taken if placed in the same situation. I would have handed over the money straight away, but credit where credit is due. I do admire Walker's courage and above all his apparent readiness to meet the Lord. That is what Jesus tells us today. Prepare yourself. Stay awake. Be watchful. You and I do not know when he will come, but it will be soon. This Sunday, dear friends, we want to 
capture or recapture a sense of urgency about preparing to meet the Lord. As part of our preparations, the prophet Isaiah, in no uncertain terms, tells us in the first reading what is hampering this preparation. He offers a diagnosis. Let's be clear about why a good diagnosis is so important. As a medical professional, a practitioner in the healthcare field, I understand the importance of a good diagnosis. It's often said that an accurate diagnosis is the first step towards a cure. All of us know that the first job of a doctor has to be to make correct diagnosis. For that very reason, many people avoid seeing the doctor. They're afraid of what he will tell them or she will tell them. They have some discomfort, maybe a pain that won't go away, but they are not sure they want to find out what the cause is. On one level, it is understandable. Who wants to learn they have a serious disease or that they might have to undergo a treatment that will turn their life upside down? In spite of this natural hesitation, when a person does get the courage to go to the doctor, the diagnosis can be a relief. At least the patient knows what he's dealing with. And an accurate diagnosis, as I said before, is the first step towards finding a cure. In today's first reading, the prophet Isaiah gives a profound penetrating diagnosis. It is not the one the people wanted to hear. They, of course, knew something was wrong. They could see the nation falling apart. They had become easy prey for a predatory enemy. They hoped the prophet would give them softer words. He does not. However, sugarcoat things. He doesn't mince words. Here is the diagnosis Isaiah gave them. All of us have become like unclean people. All our good deeds are like polluted rags. We have all withered like leaves and our guilt carries us away like the wind. Those are strong words, dear friends. Isaiah did not have the gentlest bedside manner. When he diagnosed what was wrong with the people, he did not hold anything back. Let's take a closer look at his diagnosis. He's saying that even though the people's external behavior appears okay, inwardly they have become unclean. Sin, going against God's way, has affected even their good deeds. Now, all this sounds a bit somber, maybe even pessimistic, but it had a good outcome. The people took Isaiah seriously and they humbled themselves before God and each other. They didn't get trapped in guilt 
but started working together. In the end, thanks to some good leadership, they rebuilt the temple. It didn't reach its former glory, but it laid the basis for something more important, precisely what we are waiting for during this time of Advent. Advent is a time to draw close to Jesus as the doctor of our souls. We have to open ourselves to his diagnosis. He alone has the remedy for what is troubling us. There is a story told that illustrates what Jesus can do for us. It is a true story about a great French scientist, Dr. Louis Pasteur. Among other accomplishments, he developed the rabies vaccine. In July of 1885, a family brought a boy named Joseph Meister and a rabid dog had bitten Joseph and they begged Dr. Pasteur to help him. Pasteur had not yet perfected the vaccine, but seeing the family's desperation, he decided to make the attempt. After several weeks of treatment, the vaccine proved successful and the boy's life was saved. As Dr. Pasteur did for the young man, Jesus wants to do for us. We have been bitten, not by a dog, but by something worse, a power that can destroy us from within. Before we can receive Jesus' cure, we have to accept his diagnosis. We will hear more about this next in the coming weeks. Today, we light the first candle of our Advent wreath. It represents the light of Christ that can show us the true state of our souls and bring us the cure we need. As they say, it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. Brothers and sisters, Jesus did not come to make life easier for us in a material way. He did not come to teach us how to acquire wealth, power and the pleasures of life. Besides dying for us and for our sins, Jesus came to show us how to live, how to truly love, how to survive a world of hardship and pain. Jesus came to help us survive a world of disappointment and failure, a world in which evil has become rampant, a world in which even our church men and women have sinned and hurt the most vulnerable of all. Yes, we have sinned. Yes, we fail. Yes, we make mistakes. But we admit that we have sinned and failed. We do not deny our mistakes. So dear friends, let us pray today that we will never abandon the way Jesus established for us. And may we always be faithful to him and his gospel. And may he find us watchful, awake, waiting whenever he comes for us.
dear friends in Christ, as we anticipate the coming of the Lord, let us turn to the Father in confidence with our prayers and petitions. For the Church, that the season of Advent will bring about in her members renewed hope as we seek to live more fully for God. Lord, in your mercy. For our world, that all people will seek equal justice for everyone and an end to discrimination of any kind. Lord, in your mercy. For all who will gather to celebrate the Eucharist today, that sharing the bread from heaven may have the, they may have the fullness of life. Lord, in your mercy. For those who are not able to receive the body and blood of Jesus in the Eucharist for one reason or another, that they too will embrace Jesus who comes to them spiritually in their hearts. Lord, in your mercy. For all those who have died, especially Pascaline, who died recently, that they may know the joy of eternal life in heaven. Lord, in your mercy. For all who are sick or housebound, that they will experience the healing touch of Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. For our own personal intentions and the intentions of those who have asked us to pray for them and the intentions of those who have no one to pray for them. Now ask Mary, our mother, and the mother of our Saviour, to pray with us and for us as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Heavenly Father, we pray for your blessings as we strive to grow together in holiness and faith. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. And let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, dear friends, for joining me and the community to listen to the word of God and to pray for ourselves, for others and for the world. And thank you for your continued support. Please continue to like, share and subscribe to our channels if you've not already done so. We wish you a 
prayerful and peaceful start to the season of Advent. Let us finish like we began. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.